My name is Lizzie McGuire. You are an outfit repeater. Does she not have anything better to do than make my life miserable? Welcome to the most important day of my life. My big chance to show the world who I am. <laughs> seems to go my way. But now, the trip of a lifetime will change all of that. Okay. Uh, honey? Mom. Honey, she can't breathe. I'm going to the place I've been dreaming about my whole life. The greatest city on Earth. La Cita Eterna. Rome, the eternal city. Did no one read the info packets? You'll appreciate this. It's very appropriate for today because it's Italian. So my, <laughs> um, you know, growing up, uh, I've told people this story before, but I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast. But growing up, uh, my mom, uh, my parents had this uh, Fontanini nativity set. Fontanini's the brand name and, and the name of the family that created it. And there's these little five-inch, like, plastic um, nativity sets. Yeah, And there's, right. like, 500 of these fucking things because, like... Obviously, you have, like, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, Three Wise Men, that sort of thing. But, you get all, you know, you can collect all the villagers and the shepherds and the angels. And so, and because they're five inches tall, you can't choke on them. And because, you're pl because they're plastic, you can't break them. So, if you lived in an Italian family, you probably had one of these things. Because it was a safe nativity set that your kids could be around. Right. And so um, my mom, every year for Christmas, would get me a figurine, and she'd get my sister a figurine, and she'd say, this is so when you move out, um, you'll have your own... Um, you'll have your own Fontanini set. Oh, my God. This is them. really sweet. It's very sweet. Um, and sure enough, when, when me and my sister uh, respectively moved out, she gave... Um, you know, she gave us all our figurines. Now, uh, the one thing is, every year when she would get me a gift, it would be um, a dude. It would be a guy figurine, usually like a shepherd. Oh, and okay, every okay. every time she uh, got my sister uh, a figurine, it would be a, a woman, usually a you know woman from the village, that sort of thing. Uh huh. Um. So when we when when I moved out, I had an all dude nativity <laughs> set. Just guys being uh, dudes. Just guys being dudes waiting for the birth of the Christ child, and uh, we. Uh, so I had to trade with my sister. <laughs> um, I had to trade like half of mine for my sister. So, so this was we like a lesson a in more... gender as well. Right. So we could have a more gender balanced. Uh, nativity set. Exactly. I have a question for you. What did you do with the nativity scene during the rest of the year? Because like, I just keep thinking of that one Kanye West tweet where he's like, "Why did they give me a little water bottle on this air on this flight? Now I have to be responsible for this water bottle." And that's how I would feel about the nativity scene. Well, no, I mean, you I, honestly, you you pack them up in their boxes and you put them in the basement for okay. for, for a year. <laughs> okay, I'm coming, uh, I'm in California. We don't have basements, so I ah. guess the equivalent of that would be like the garage. Yeah, well, also, uh, speaking as someone this year, it's a good thing to not have a fucking basement. Yeah. Uh, so. R.I.P. your basement. R.I.P. my basement. Dove sounded down, trodden and dejected. Crestfallen, grief-stricken and exhausted. Trapped in my room while the house was burning to the motherfucking ground.
Signore, signore, ciao e benvenuti in un altro episodio di Probably Should Have Known Better, celebrare la commedia che è invecchiata molto male. Mi chiamo Tony Ginocchio, il cantatore più italiano dello spettacolo. Uh, sono affiancato, come sempre, dal mio migliore amico, il secondo conduttore italiano dello spettacolo, il tipo di amica che se prenderebbe la colpa per te e si farebbe dare il via alla gita scolastica in Italia, it's Nadia Vasquez. Buongiorno! <laughs> I understood a little bit of that. It's very similar to Spanish. It, well, yeah, yeah. Well, it yeah. makes sense. I mean, <laughs> that's incredible. But, that was incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I practiced it maybe 30 times. Wow. Uh, the dedication to this podcast. <laughs> I am absolutely amazed. I am well, uh, uh, so proud. Do you think that I, your uh, accent was accurate? I think I think it was okay. You know, I really wanted to do a good job because we finally have an episode where we'll talk about Italian people. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Your Italian accent was better than most of the people playing Italians in this movie. <laughs> So good job! Oh, oh, what a what what a wonderful episode we have for you today! I'm so excited because this is a movie I know very well. Um, was a cult favorite in its own way, uh, and and that's the Lizzie McGuire movie uh, from 2003, directed by Jim Fall, based on the hit Disney Channel original series, starring Hilary Duff, yeah. Adam Lamberg, and definitely not La Lane. No, uh, I'm so upset about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about her in a little bit. Um, Lizzie McGuire was on in my house a lot because yeah. I have a sister who's two years younger than me. Um, and then it was in reruns uh, in the late 2000s on like Sundays at 8 a.m. Yeah. So when I would get back uh, from parties in college and I wake up the next morning and still be drunk, <laughs> I would watch Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nadia, did you um, did you watch the the show like growing up? Lizzie McGuire was my gay awakening. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to get into that right away, but I want to say you know Hillary Duff played an important role in the sexual awakening of one of the hosts. <laughs> it's and me. And that host is of course Nadia. <laughs> it's me. No, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I didn't know what a crush was on a girl at the time. I understood on like a Backstreet Boy made sense because uh-huh. that was like encouraged. But right. when I would look at Hilary Duff as Lizzie McGuire with her cool hair, I wanted to be her, but also something else. <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. So I decided because I was confused that I hated her. So I see. Yeah. So I didn't watch Lizzie McGuire religiously. Uh, but I did watch it secretly. Who was I hiding it from? Myself? Interesting. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. But uh, I loved it. I especially loved the Aaron Carter, uh, Liz McGuire episode, which is like a bisexual stream at the time. A claw, tiny baby <laughs> bisexual. Uh, but it was, I didn't realize what that was until later when I watched Younger, which is the Sutton Foster Hillary Duff show. Yes. Uh, that is just great. Highly recommend if no one has seen it. And Hilary Duff is just so beautiful in it. And I was like, oh, that's what that's what it was. 
Yeah, uh, Hilary Duff really um, has had a, you know, thankfully, unlike most child stars, has had a very successful career after being Lizzie McGuire. Yes. Um, Both in acting and uh, I think has had a a relatively stable music career as well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She is the uh, subject of quite a few memes. A lot of videos of her performances have been popping up because she's just, she's not a Beyonce. Let's just say that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, this was a, a, the TV series was like a big hit for Disney Channel and it, it wasn't a bad, uh, series either. It was actually a lot of fun in its own way. It focused on the travails of awkward junior high student Lizzie McGuire and her two best friends who were definitely not stereotypes. No, not at all. (laughs) She had a wisecracking Jewish man who dreamed of working in Hollywood and then she had a Latina girl with a fiery temper who in one very special episode became addicted to shoplifting. Oh, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I forgot about this. And, oh, my uh, God. But that being said, it was fun. Like, like the characters, um, the supporting characters especially, were really cartoonish and over-the-top and yes. goofy and fun. The brother um, and the mom and the dad. The, the brother's hilarious. The dad is an idiot and he's hilarious, too. <laughs> Um, Ethan Kraft is like the himbo, uh, (laughs) uh, skateboarder guy. He's great. Um, the dorky guy, Tudgeman, who also did not make it to the movie. (laughs) Oh, I forgot about him. It's really funny because I think at the time I felt very excited to have middle school representation because I was about to go into middle school or I wasn't, I don't know, but I was like, this feels correct to life. It, it really dove into what it was like to be so embarrassed yes all the time yes a lot of a lot of episodes just about horrifying discomfort <laughs> um lizzie buying her first bra with her mom yeah uh the kids trying to sneak into an r-rated movie um one of my favorite episodes gordo becomes addicted to a magic the gathering type yes! <laughs> role-playing game wow wait it really prepared us for basically every type of adult raunchy comedy but they just yes. never went there yes exactly they didn't they didn't go all the way there yeah. but they they hinted at it right. um they expected you to get the rest of the way yourself um, and then the conceit of the show, the other conceit of the show, which is repeated in the movie, is that you hear Lizzie's inner monologue expressed by a cartoon Lizzie McGuire yeah. that, uh, you know, they would cut away to. And, you know, cartoon Lizzie would be like, what did my mom just say? That's ridiculous, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Lots um, of really cool slapstick animated stuff. Very girly, very cute. Lots of butterflies. Yeah, it was a very cute, very charming series. It was nominated for Emmys. Like, it it was critically um, respected and very successful for the channel. This movie, while (laughs) I would say, Nadia, it's, like, fun in its own way. Is it? Feels like... (laughs) Uh, Feels like they started writing, like, the series finale, and they wanted it to be 42 minutes long. Yeah. And then Disney said, hey, make it 90 minutes and take out one third of the principal cast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then make most of the rest of it a montage. Heavy montage. So the premise of the film, folks, Lizzie, Gordo, not Miranda, have all... all Lelaine's name is Miranda. I forgot. 
Miranda Sanchez, yes. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and so, and so, and she wanted to be a bass player. Um, and so, um, <laughs> these details. Uh, so Lizzie and Gordo and the rest of their class graduate from junior high, and um, the every member of the junior high class gets a choice for their graduation trip. They can either go oh to a water park or to Rome. Right. So the movie focuses on the kids that chose to go to Rome and uh, on their first day. Uh, on the, So Lizzie and Gordo go to Rome together and Gordo's like, I want to fuck Lizzie so bad. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> Do, I don't remember him ever being like that in the show at all. Just you can see it on his face in the first frame. Like, Ugh. God damn. <laughs> Um, and, and this is essentially the story of Lizzie McGuire just absolutely turbo-cucking Gordo. Oh, it's so because sad. Because what happens is, on their first day in Rome, Lizzie meets Paolo, uh, half of the smash-hit Italian pop duo Paolo and Isabella, and, uh, <laughs> Paolo notices her because Lizzie, as it turns out, is a dead ringer for Isabella, who is also played by Hilary Duff. The bad wig. Yeah, and, it's, <laughs> and Paolo, Paolo says, "Hey, you are you are look just like my singing no partner," and uh, and they they fall for each other, and um, and Paolo is like, "I actually, you know, Isabella and I just had a falling out because Isabella got caught limp lip syncing, and we were gonna present an award together, and it's all gonna be a mess. Hey, could you go on stage with me?" So Lizzie has this incredible adventure while Gordo sacrifices everything to let her have it um just constantly just getting his psyche shredded by lizzie throughout just treats what, him he is what they would call a simp yeah just just treats him like absolute garbage uh and then it later comes out that lizzie is in fact a mere pawn in mm. paolo's sick game uh since Paolo, in fact, was the one with no talent who's trying to frame Isabella for having no talent. It all comes to a head in a climactic scene at the Coliseum, uh, which then uh, uh, leads to a musical number which feels about 10 minutes long. Yeah. And uh, then we finally see uh, what everyone uh, who watched Lizzie McGuire had been shipping for 65 episodes, which is Lizzie and Gordo kiss at the end. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Listen, I gotta be honest with you. I really didn't like this. Really? Yeah, it wasn't fun for me. It was very long. It was a slog. It was. Um, I remember the show being a lot better, and uh -huh. I also think there was no point. Which, like, let's be fair. Most <laughs> things that we watch have no point. Have no but point. I don't think that this was good, and I feel like it does a disservice to the Lizzie McGuire series. I'd never Very seen this before. This is the first time I'd ever seen it. Well, that's that's so interesting. Is this the first time ever <laughs> that I've been like, this movie was all right, and you were like, ah, I didn't really care for it. I think it might be. I, I think it was really bad. Interesting. I, like, I, I had to stop and then put it away and then come back to it, which I don't yeah. do very often. And to be clear, I don't think it's good. Um, I think it's goofy and it was fun to watch because there's so much crazy shit that happens. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't um, entertained. 
Interesting. I know. This is the first oh time that this happened. And it's weird because I love, now that I understand my love for Lucy McGuire from right. my youth, I was That like, it's sexual, yeah. I, <laughs> I would have been like, I would have approached this differently if I hadn't figured it out, right? And I figured it out. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm excited to revisit this like ep- like period of my life. No, yeah. no. This was not fun for me. I, I really was bored a lot of the time. Was it because... Of how of how much Gordo suffered? Maybe. <laughs> I really didn't like how she treated Gordo. Maybe it was because we needed Miranda. We I mean look, Miranda, you can't you can't just take out one third of the Do you know why she wasn't in there? I do know why she wasn't in there. It's Please a tell really us. stupid reason. I really want to uh, Well know. we're we're gonna we're gonna cover it towards the end of the episode. Oh, okay, well, okay. <laughs> We'll, we'll cover more of her um, post-Lizzie uh, McGuire career towards the end of the episode. But what I'll say is it was a stupid reason, which is that it's literally she was doing other stuff. Oh. Like, she was making another movie, and she was part of the Radio Disney tour, so she was touring on that. And oh. Disney just figured, like, they'd rather have her do that and figured it wasn't worth it to, like, pay to keep her in the movie. Oh, boo uh, hiss! That's and so she's upsetting. And she's also... Not in, like, the last six episodes of the series. For the same reasons? Same reason. Well, that's fucked. Yeah, it, it, dumb reason, okay. right? Okay, all right. Well, what, that just makes me more mad. <laughs> and, like, imagine if she was in this, right, in this uh, um, movie and is helping Lizzie figure out how she feels about Paolo and yeah. then being like, you know, we're, you know, me and Gordo are kind of busting your ass for you here. Right. And, or maybe yeah. she would have gone along on some of the adventures, right. which would have been cute. And maybe Paolo would have ha- had, like, a cute little friend for her. Like, come on. So the yeah. possibilities were endless. I wanted to see her cool hair. Right, right. She did have it. She did, she did the, the, like, the blue highlights or whatever. <laughs> um, and so, you know, the more I say it, the more I'm like, that character really was a stereotype. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> you know, they replaced her energy with the lady from Family Guy. Yeah, and yeah, that's Alex uh, Alex Borstein, Lois Griffin from Family Guy, is the uh, homicidal uh, principal, like sadomasochistic uh, high school principal, Miss Ungermeyer, who at one point says to uh, like a, a limo driver, "You want some of this?" and then smacks her ass. Uh, and so, before we get into the details of the movie, even though I feel like we've covered many of them I know, already. right? This episode is going to be 15 minutes long because there is no substance to this film. It's a very thin script, guys. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend like there's layers on layers here. It's very thin. Yeah. Um, any any history we should know, Nadia? Did you do ancient Rome or something? No, Help me out here. listen. So we covered... Bisexual people, like... <laughs> It's starting to get harder to find things to uh, find uh, history on because – wait, let me say that again because I sounded really drunk. It's <laughs> it's getting harder and harder to find things to cover because we are repeating years quite often uh, for former current events. But I did find some a cool subject for us. So I covered pop culture in the Bruce Almighty 2003 episode mm. and, of course – a, a not so brief history of pop punk in our uh, Freaky sure. Friday episode, also released in 2003. So today I'm going to talk about the Disney Channel. I okay, am great. Honestly, great. fascinated because Disney and the kind of backlash that has occurred, specifically from our generation. And mm. I'm like, I remember us all being really obsessed with Disney and the Disney Channel. So I looked mm. that up. 
very interesting history. It started in 1977. The idea of a Disney Channel was uh, pitched by an executive named Jim Girio. What a cool name. Uh, he was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had a, a, a channel on TV that had our content on it and basically just play all of our movies over and over and over? But uh, Disney was focusing on Epcot at Disney World, and they were like, no, 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 we don't have time for this. So they uh, they uh, turned down the proposal, and then instead, later on, they made a deal with HBO to just have a certain amount of their films just in rotation for HBO. And this was, of course... HBO, before we knew we know it today, you had to like get the channel. You had to have to get a little special box delivered to yeah. you to watch it, and it was brown. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, every time you would watch uh, HBO at a certain amount of time, certain block of time, you'd get like family friendly stuff. After a certain mm-hmm. time, you didn't. Then, <laughs> then, then that executive came back and he was like, "Look, I really think that we need to do this. This is a great way to get our content out there because." Back then, there was no internet, so it was just, like, you know, the movies, Mm -hmm. and that's it. And so there were three or four iterations of the Disney Channel where they partnered with all of these other uh, cable networks, mostly with HBO, honestly. But there were always... There was always strife between those cable networks and Disney because the cable networks wanted more money. They were like, look, we will run your stuff, but we get 50% of whatever. Mm-hmm. The math didn't add up for Disney, so they're just like, we were going to make we're gonna make our own channel. And they did. And it uh, officially aired in 1983. Their first TV show was a series called Good Morning, Mickey. And okay. they originally aired 16 hours worth of content a day. It started at 7 a.m., and it went all the way to 11 p.m. And they had it was a premium channel, so you had to, like, pay for it with your cable company, all of that stuff. Oh, wow. But they had free preview weeks for the pores. So they had, like, five. <laughs> that's how they get you. That's how they get you. So they had, like, five days a month where they would do Disney Channel for free, which I'm sure, you know, people were scrambling to watch. They got so many subscribers that eventually they had, like, something like 600,000 subscribers, which was kind of unheard of during the early cable days. And so they're like, okay, let's just start broadcasting 24 hours a day. And that's how we got the Disney Channel we know today. But uh, in 1997, they went through this, like, whole rebrand. It used to be called the Walt Disney Channel. Now it was just Disney Channel. They started to focus on creating their own television content, lots of musicals, things like that. Mm -hmm. The first ever made-for-cable musical was The Cheetah Girls, also in 2003. And they had 84 million viewers, and they were like, listen, our cash cow is going to be made for TV musicals. And guess what Mm -hmm. happened next? High School Musical, High School Musical 2, High School Musical 3, and, of course, the start of Hannah Montana, and the rest is history. Uh, but also yeah, a lot of like a lot of like runway up to Hannah Montana in this fucking movie, by the way. Oh, yeah. A lot <laughs> of it. A lot of it. But the the most interesting tidbit I found on this Disney wiki that I found was that <laughs> Tony, your fave, Olivia Rodrigo, was born in February of 2003. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So I it, think I knew that she was like destined to be part of yeah. the Disney family. <laughs> Destined to be part of the Disney family. And was and of course got her big break in high school musical, the musical, the series. Holy shit. Well, there you go. That is it it basically all I 
was uh, given was information about how Disney just wanted money, which is not a surprise. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, But the quality of stuff was really good back then. I don't know about now. I haven't watched it. (laughs) Well, what it is now is they have um, uh, multiple channels, like a wide proliferation of cable channels. Oh. It's like... uh, Disney, Disney that's just cartoons. There's Disney that's just movies. There's, I think there's like one for dudes that's like Disney XD. Oh yeah, that's the one I used to watch Gargoyles on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, Gargoyles kicked ass. It's so good. Is that on Disney Plus? Shit. I think it is. Uh, I think it is. Huh. But uh, yeah, the the funny thing is, is um, they got a lot of success on their original content. So every concert mm-hmm. from like Insync to Baxter Boys, Five, Bewitched, all of those, those were huge draws. And yeah. then, of course, uh, there are Disney Channel original movies. Mm-hmm. So it only it made so much sense that they would make a Lizzie McGuire movie. The difference is that they didn't air it on the channel. They actually put it out in theaters, which was a kind yes. of a new extravaganza for them. Yes, yeah. This one, um, this one was a theatrical run, and I am pretty sure not one or two, but High School Musical three actually was big enough that they could put it in theaters. Shut up! Really. So, uh, okay, well, we should talk about the movie. Um, I mean, sure. We open on Lizzie McGuire's brother taking video of her changing her clothes. Okay, this is... (laughs) (laughs) This is one of the first problems I have. Her brother has always been annoying, but he never veered into creepy. Right, From and what he I does remember. multiple times in this movie. Multiple times, pretty much the entire time, he is a little creep, and then has like a henchwoman. Yeah, I didn't remember her, but apparently she is a character in the series okay. as well. I didn't remember her. Ultimately forgettable, doesn't matter. But <laughs> why is he such a little creep? That It takes away the funny for me. Yes. I mean, it's extremely weird. So the premise is it's graduation day. Lizzie McGuire is trying to get changed into her graduation outfit. And Matt, who's the little brother, who I'm blanking on the actor's name, but it's the same actor who plays the actual alive son in AI artificial intelligence. (laughs) Uh, And so that movie sucks. Uh, And so uh, is trying to film his sister candidly just kind of like forever so that he can have embarrassing clips of her okay what is the motivation there just so that he can humiliate her what does he get from that but again like even if that is your end game yeah even if you're enough of a little shit that that is your end game and i don't and and like you said in the series he is not that creepy he's he's annoying yeah but But in a a way that's endearing yeah and he's mostly loves her Right, he's mostly, like, into his own shit. Yes. Like, he, he's not, like, tr- always antagonizing his sister. He mostly is, like, he has some sort of get-rich-quick scheme or yes. something. Yes, he's, um, he's very selfish in a funny way, the yes. way that most little brothers are. Yeah, but now it's just like, oh, my sister's changing? Better get the camera out, which is just so fucking weird. It's weird. He has uh, an entire briefcase full of, like, it's like the Lizzie files, and it's all yeah. this humiliating footage. And I'm like, this is not funny. This is yeah. horrifying. Horrifying. And then also, it's a credit sequence, and it's very long. <laughs> it's, so it's another long. It's another one of these where it's a 90-minute movie, and they're like, we got to stretch the credits as much as we can. But I guess it's like, um, we get to see the Lizzie internal monologue animation. She yes. like holds up a bunch of stuff with names on it. 
for the credits. But also we get to see that Lizzie uh, is, you know, a pop star. She likes she to has, pretend to be a pop star in the mirror. Has dreams of singing and dancing in front of people. Yeah. Um, I did so... love her outfit. Okay, so she has this outfit. Let me tell you. Let me describe it. She's got a pink shirt, and it looks like it has, like, black barbed wire on it, which is, like, very punk rock. It's a tank. And then she's got this uh, black mini skirt, and then her socks are the same design as her <laughs> shirt. And then she's got some black platforms on. Oh, my God. I would wear that today. It's timeless. A timeless piece. Sorry, I got really excited. This is the only part of the movie I got very excited about. Anyways, so uh, we're just going to kind of fly through some of these scenes, I think. Uh, we go to graduation uh, where, you know, everyone starts stating the exposition of the film very loudly, which is like, I can't believe we're going to Rome for two weeks by ourselves, like that sort of thing. Yes. And then we learn that because Lizzie was, like, the president pro tempore of student council uh, <laughs> and, like, everyone else in the line of succession has died, she has to give the valedictory speech. What? <laughs> Again, what? This one is a little far-fetched. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I didn't is know like... that she was part of student council. From 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 what I understand, she was you know a a nobody. She was she was shy and awkward. She would have had to get um, voted in. Yeah, which I think she got sick. She got Ebola or a cold, which doesn't make sense. The the person who was supposed to give the speech. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so I don't know if she if Lizzie was supposed to have a speech prepared or if she was reading the speech that the girl prepared i don't know it wasn't clear they just spring it on her it really is okay you know you're kind of bringing me around on this movie not actually being very thought through. i am very influential i have influenced my instagram followers to get tofu presses because i got one (laughs) so i mean my power is immeasurable <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Lizzie McGuire has a panic attack and just falls over and eats shit during the speech. What a disaster! Ugh, and guess who got it on camera? Uh, his your piece of shit pervert brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and guess what? She ended up on Good Morning America, but we never see it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. You're right. Fine. <laughs> you're right. This movie's bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't Dude. know what it was. I was I was enchanted by Rome, the Eternal City. Dude, the worst part about it is that it felt like it was a it was like a travel brochure. <laughs> that was the worst part about it for me. And you're like, I I was enchanted. Yeah, because you're from there. But like for me, it was like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> like, from from there meant very loosely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just to be clear, I'm from Park Ridge, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, but yes, she does. Her perverted, stupid little brother catches it on camera. Yeah. The, you know, pre phones, he has a video camera. And we learn through dialogue that she obviously was mortified by the experience, but she also was featured on Good Morning America. And someone said, Who would be uh, sick enough to submit that video to Good Morning America? And it was her little brother. Right. So, so this, I, I think the purpose of this scene beyond padding out time <laughs> was to um, basically establish Lizzie's motivation for what she wants to do in Rome, which is she wants to reinvent herself. She wants to start fresh. 
you know, she's going off to high school next year. This is her chance to have an adventure, be a new person. Yeah. And she's saying that to Gordo as they're boarding the plane. She's like, Gordo, this is our chance to start over, to do anything we want to do. And Gordo's like, yeah, great. I'm not horny at all. <laughs> and Also, it's really funny that they're just going from middle school to high school with the exact same people. So, like, how is she going to reinvent herself when they already know who she is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, they, uh, so they, they get on a plane and they meet their principal miss ungermeyer played by lois griffin right <laughs> and and uh i guess the point is that she's a psychopath <laughs> and, it, and if you're on her good side you're all set listen you're, not, you're so oh much boy. funnier than the actual movie you should have just been on the big screen and this was this I've been saying that to people. This was early in Family Guy's run too, so we didn't even know all the things Alex Borstein could do. Uh, so good for her for turning in. Yeah, she really pulled she pulled out all the stops. Uh, but yeah, so on the plane, we discover that she's a hard ass and that she's suspicious of Gordo right away. Right away, yeah, because he tries to suck up to her, because, like, if you can get on her good side, she'll write you a recommendation to an Ivy League school or whatever, which I guess if you're 11 is, like, an important <laughs> thing to aspire to. Yeah, I guess, how old are they? Uh, eighth grade, 14. Uh, the, yeah, the characters would be 13 or 14. They Hillary Duff's my age, so she would have been, like, 16 when she shot Okay, this. okay, okay. Oh, so she's older. Oh, an older woman. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay, so on the flight... We see that they are, it's a 14-hour flight. They're giggling. They're having a good time. Lizzie's sitting next and, to Gordo. And to be clear, this is a rare double montage. Yes. Uh, because <laughs> this is the first montage, and it segues immediately into another montage. But you were saying on the flight, Lizzie and Gordo are seated next to each yes, other. Yes, they're, and... they're having a good time. They're vibing without Miranda. And then Lizzie falls asleep on Gordo's, sho- Gordo's shoulder, and he looks at her and smiles and puts his head on her head. You can see it in his eyes. He's like, it's all going to happen for old Gordo (laughs) on this trip. Yeah, he jizzes his pants and goes to bed. (laughs) (laughs) So all the listeners are like, well, this one's about junior high students. They probably won't pull out the jizz jokes for this one. (laughs) I mean, okay, we can talk about the adult Lizzie McGuire thing later. But that's what we're all thinking. That's what we're all thinking. Look, I think this series actually did a good job uh, to the extent that I can remember it. I haven't seen it in a very long time. But I think the series did a good job, like, establishing their friendship. Yes. And treating that platonically. And I believe towards the end, they kind of had more of a will-they-won't-they thing. Right, right. Um, but yeah, really from minute one, it's like, no, Gordo's going to be real horny for Yeah, Lizzie and, and, and don't one. think ever for a minute that this is handled as gingerly and nuanced as like a pen 15, you know, this is 2003. Right. Like we're, we're being very broad with our the, broads. <laughs> when we, when we're making jokes about coming in his pants, like <laughs> that's actually the more refined option you have for enjoying this movie is listening to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so, so we get that second i guess second hint that gordo just is really into lizzie and who wouldn't she's beautiful her midriff is always showing like come on <laughs> well it is 2003 that was very common then yeah right exactly those low-rise jeans they're fucking back and i'm mad anyway 
Anyway, second montage. They land in Rome That's right a- away. Another montage! <laughs> second montage. And uh, we hear, like, a Dean Martin song. Uh, and they're just in the in the Eternal City. Um, <laughs> they get to the hotels, the hotel, and Lizzie's assigned a room with Kate Sanders, who's the bitch Ugh, uh, in the series. <laughs> um and uh and then again she's like gordo this is our chance to start over to do anything we want to do and he's like that's totally great i want to put my mouth on your mouth you know whatever yeah and the first day they go to the trevi fountain yes Uh, the the famous fountain where you make a wish and it's magical yes throw a coin behind your shoulder uh and the second she does that and i think she was wishing for Oh, no, she she says, her inner monologue says she was wishing to get through high school in one piece, right? Right. And, but instead, this hot Italian man recognizes her. <laughs> and, and not to not to beat this dead horse, but you can, you can also see it on Gordo's face, like, ah, shit, I'm just fucked against this guy. <laughs> well, yeah, because this guy, first of all, very tall. Very uh, dreamy for a 14-year-old because he's got that mop of hair that was very popular back then. A- mm-hmm. And he's got Italian clothes on. Right. Very expensive. <laughs> Adam Levine hologram, so expensive. <laughs> and so, uh, and and this hot Italian guy walks up to her and is like, Isabella, is it that you? You know, and and, uh, and then... Um, it's not, you know, Lizzie's like, no, my name's Lizzie McGuire. I'm here with my junior high school, which fellas, if, uh, if you're trying to pick up a girl and she says, I'm here with my junior high school, that's a good time to end the conversation. Yeah. end that conversation move on Uh, quick question. Do we know if the yeah. actor who plays Paolo is really Italian? We're going to look it up. Uh, so. <laughs> because his accent was, I felt like this is what it's going to be like when I watch House of Gucci. Like, I just don't know what to expect. <laughs> it's real. Well, my understanding is that everyone uh, in House of Gucci is doing an accent from a different part of the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. I actually talked uh, about Lady Gaga's accent with my voice and speech teacher from college. We're still really close. And I was like, girl, do you need to tell me what Lady Gaga's doing? And she's like, okay. She, like, quizzed me on it, like, very teachery. And I discovered that Lady Gaga places her Italian accent where the Russian accent goes in her mouth. Oh. So, so if anybody's curious where these sounds that sound unfamiliar come from, it's from the Russian accent. Okay. Well, that, okay. Um, Yanni Gelman... Uh, is the name of the actor, and he was born in, wait for it, Miami. <laughs> uh, He's Puerto Rican. <laughs> well, okay, so he is of, uh, he is a, a, a Sephardic. Um, oh, okay, so okay. S- Spanish and Jewish. Um, nice. Which is an, another way to say, not Italian. No, so. not Italian. No, he did, he did his best. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah, he, so, he's like, oh, yeah. you know, you look a lot like my partner, Isabella. And then he gestures to a huge billboard (laughs) with her face on it with a terrible wig. First of all, the wig, it's a brown wig. She doesn't look bad as a brunette. The problem is that the wig is so far back that she looks like she has a five head. Yeah, the wig is not good. (laughs) Um, And so... Uh, and so he's like, we should we should uh, hang out to sometime, <laughs> whatever. 
and then uh, and he's like, I will meet you tomorrow at the Trevi Fountain at nine o'clock. See video. We will see each other. And you know, thus begins the process of Lizzie just being like, How many ways can I emotionally destroy my best friend? Oh, so sad. But the other thing is, is that while he's talking to her, all of these Italian people are coming up to them, crying, wanting pictures and autographs because yes. they think that Lizzie is Isabella. Right. And then some uh, lady hands her a giant wheel of cheese. <laughs> Again, one of the few parts that I thought was really genuinely very sweet and cute. It, it's very true to Italy. There's just people handing people cheese. Uh, and so um, so, there, so there's that. So the thing is, like, Lizzie, Lizzie in her head is like, well, I can't hang out with this guy. Like, I'm on a school trip. Like, we're going to the forum tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. Um, so she ends up buying the CD and listening to it on a disc man. Uh, and then she's like, you know, so this is the first night now in the hotel. And she's like, Gordo, he's, you know, this Apollo and Isabella stuff's fun. You know, they're a good pop duo. And then Gordo's like, I want to smell your neck. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. But that's, but that's what happens, right? He said, because there's this line yeah. where he's leaning in to hear the music with Lizzie. And he says, you use scented soap, huh? And I wrote, what the absolute <laughs> fuck is this? Gordo has never been like that. So, right! So, so to put that in it was a little from left field for me. Again, I've never seen this movie. I did. I like. I was too distraught by my sexual awakening <laughs> slash uh, confusion that I was like, I can't yeah. watch Lizzie McGuire movie. Ah, she's too big. <laughs> and, and then as an adult watching it now, I'm like, holy shit! I don't remember. First of all, this is a very horny movie. I don't remember. Gordo. This is hornier than the previous uh, like ten movies put together, and those were some horny movies. <laughs> really horny. I couldn't believe how horny they made Gordo. Like, did they really need Miranda's energy to like offset his energy so that they're just like, just go for it, just like be really horny. Like he's a I, child. I think what okay, well he's a boy in junior high, and they have a lot of misplaced horniness. I will say okay, that, that's fair, but that's like. Fair. Um, I think what it was, I, I don't think it's like Miranda's energy was offsetting it. I think it was Miranda wasn't in the script and they're like, well, what are we going to do with just Lizzie and Gordo? And it's like, well, I guess you have to turn that into like a, a love story. Yeah. Cause that's the only thing that matters that, that men and women can do together. Right. Um, yeah. If it, I mean, it would be, imagine, <laughs> imagine Nadia, <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. Do, if the movie... If the movie ended with them being like, you know, what if we did a podcast? And it was like, it was like movies. It was like comedy movies, like that we've seen, oh and like, and like we watch them again. But like, but like in today's world, they don't hit the same. Listen. Then fireworks go off the end. Wow, that would have been the perfect end to this fucked up movie that I hated. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, listen, Anyways. girls and boys can be friends. They can. But, and to th you know, that's the other thing that I didn't like about this. Now, I'm not going to be, like, somebody that's, like, uh, I think it's dangerous to only give the idea that, like, romance is the most important thing. But I'm going to be that person. Because, you know, Disney movies in general give that whole idea of like women need to be saved by the prince blah, blah, blah. but mm -hmm. this one yeah. this is like very much like it's not about finding yourself it's about finding a boyfriend i don't right. like that 
Right. If I and had kids, I wouldn't you, let them watch this. And you have to, and you have to do it, um, because otherwise your friend will just have this misplaced horniness. <laughs> he's not going to know where to jizz. Oh, like, no! He's not, just, he's going to be like, I'm smelling her neck, but I don't know what to right. do with this. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> right. Which is just a terrible feeling as an 11 year old, I guess. <laughs> I didn't smell a lot of necks when I was 11. I'll put it that way. <laughs> So, uh, but we have strayed so far from yeah, the okay. quote-unquote plot. The plot. Let's... Okay, she goes back to <laughs> She sneaks out. She sneaks out. She's like, Gordo, I need you to cover for me. No, no. He so I... offers. Oh, what a that's, cuck. That's worse. He <laughs> offers. He says, I'll cover for you. Don't worry about it. I need to get some FaceTime with the principal anyway because of my fucking recommendation. And he doesn't yeah. say fucking. I said that. And then yeah. uh, and then Lizzie's like, oh, my God, thank you. Are you sure? Blah, 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 blah. And then she leaves. Yeah. And let Gordo me, let is me stuck. Let me pat you gently on your head once. <laughs> oh, this poor kid. Oh, this little simpy simp. It, what was yeah. was the episode that we talked about Sims the Hitch episode? Yes. Yeah. This is like a very yeah. similar vibe. Yeah. So um the if I remember correctly, the title on that episode was Too Simp a Butterfly. <laughs> and so So okay. So she goes to the Trevi Fountain the next morning. Gordo's covering for her. Paolo is there with his entourage and he's like, I had them all a wish for you to come. And so uh <laughs> So her, like, she's horny, too, now. She's like, oh, my goodness. Um, and uh, cartoon Lizzie is melting into a pile of hearts, like, and and now he's like, now, nah, will you come ride with me on my death scooter? <laughs> and so... Lizzie knows better. Her mom has taught her well enough to not get on a strange man's Vespa. Right. But she does it uh, anyway. That she, she does anyway. It is, you know... Um, you know, Nadia, one of my favorite movies of all time is the Twilight Saga New Moon, <laughs> and one of my favorite scenes of all time is when Bella and Anna Kendrick are outside the movie theater, and there's that motorcycle gang there. Oh, yeah. And this is this is when Bella has the death wish, so, uh, so she's like, they're like, hey, girl, you want to ride? And she's like, should I ride with those guys? And Ghost Edward appears. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, don't do it, Bella. And I wanted so bad, I wanted Ghost Gordo to show up. <laughs> My mind went immediately to Ghost Mom, but I'm the mom oh, friend yeah. and you're the horny friend, so it just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, there is the one, the one, uh, the best line in the movie is when she gets on the Vespa with him and she's like, do you know how to drive this thing? And he says, this is Rome. Nobody knows how to drive. <laughs> uh, oh, the stereotypes. And while he does it, he does do the Mamma Mia hand. So. <laughs> Incredible. Well, we do get to see yet another montage. Montage. Where they, yeah. this, this is where I feel like this is a, um, it's a travel brochure. They're showing everything that's beautiful about Rome. And while it is gorge, let's get to the story. Like I did, I did write in my notes. Wow, they really did have to pad out the script. <laughs> I think they probably, you know, in talks with Italy, they were like, "Hey, Italy, we need to make this movie." And Italy's like, "Great, but you need to feature every monument that you can." Right. And right. they're like, "All right," and they did, and we suffered for that. It would be so funny if they like cut in like the wrong monument, like they cut in like the Leaning Tower of Pisa at one point, which is like hours away. Right, and like a, a montage of some lady making spaghetti. Well, okay. Well, now we're being racist, and so 
No, listen, the only person who has been capable of being racist towards Italians has been Jared Leto. <laughs> you really true. you really gotta read his <laughs> stuff on House of Gucci. It's like, oh yeah, you can make fun of Italians. It's never racist. And then Jared Leto stars in House of Gucci. And you're like, this is not okay <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> he says that he snorted arabiata sauce to get... Yeah, <laughs> that was fucked up. That, what? I'm mad now. He's... Now I'm mad. Oh no. Okay, think of the montage. Think of think of okay, the whole montage. Ah, oh, Italy. <laughs> um, so, uh, anyways, uh, we get um. There's a lot going on here, but like, um, is there? One, well, no. One thing is that Gordo is running interference on the bus, Ugh, right? Right. Constant, just sacrificing more and more of his reputation with with Lois Griffin. Right, because to... Rome is that small where Lizzie and the Paolo are going to be seen constantly in their bus. Seen, yeah, in the bus. And so and so Gordo has to, like, stall Miss Ungermeyer on the bus. Like, it's so stupid. But um, the main uh, plot point here is, at one point, uh, Paolo and Lizzie end up at a cafe and... Uh, Paolo explains, like, I had a, this crazy idea that maybe you could uh, help me. And it's... Um, That's what Chris Paolo... Pratt's going to sound like in the Mario movie. <laughs> Paolo and Isabella were supposed to present together in an award show, but they had a falling out. And as Paolo tells it, it's because uh, he writes the music and Isabella lip syncs. And um, Paolo wants to go solo without her. And Isabella's like, no, I have no career without you. So, um yeah. So they, they had a falling out, so now, like, he can't present with Isabella, he's gonna get sued by the awards show, and he's like, what if you just pretended to be her, and stood up with me on stage at the awards show? And she's like, and first of all, Cartoon Lizzie is blown away by this, right. and dives into a cartoon bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> yes, and eats a huge meatball in one bite. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I'm... I hesitate to complain more, but I will. The yeah. the the amount of information that we get here it, it's very much tell don't show. I would have yeah. much rather have seen like a mo- another montage, but of like a TMZ style like news thing that they watch through a window, like something like that would have been sure. really cool and interesting. I kind of lost the plot a little bit yeah. here because. I know from how Gordo reacts, and because I trust Gordo as a viewer, that Paolo seems suspicious. Right. And the way... Seems... Yes. Also, his character is 17. Ooh, yes. He's too old. Yeah. And fellas, you ever manipulate a 13-year-old girl into saving your music career? (laughs) That's the other thing. The other thing is, is that his... The stakes seem way too high. Hmm. So, if I were Lizzie, I would be like... This is suspicious. If this was among us, I would be sus. You know what I mean? Right. But right. but I think Lizzie is made out to seem stupider than she is. And that's kind of the problem with the whole movie for me is that Lizzie is yeah. very smart and she gets yeah. she she gets herself out of her problems in the show. So mm-hmm. this kind of version of her is unforgivable in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't I, I don't like I, this. I think you're right. I think, like, you know, part of the reason the series was successful was we had a realistic, grounded 
main character. Yes. Um, who got into some wacky situations sometimes, but usually overcame it, uh, usually by it being very candid and honest with her parents and the people around her. Right. And this is a movie about her being overwhelmed by her own horniness. <laughs> yeah. And while, and while that may be, like, what happens to people when they graduate eighth grade. Right. Uh, it's not super true to the series. So I think I agree with you on that. Okay, cool. I'd, yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to figure out why I didn't like it. And I think when it comes to this part of it, she seems too gullible. And yes. I don't think Lizzie from the series would have fallen for this. I think she would have definitely like played along and still been like, this guy's hot. But secretly yeah. would have known that it wasn't right. Would have been like, what's going on here? Exactly. Yeah, but she's like, she... I get to be a pop star now. Right. She just, ah, ha, ha. She like flighty laughs, agrees to it. And Paolo says, grazie. And she says, prego. And then Paolo's like, actually, only me and my friends can say that to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, we we continue on. There There is more movie. Uh, there's more movie. So a bunch going on, a bunch of stuff going on here. Uh, so she tells Gordo, right, right, is what happens next. Yes. And she's like, I need you to cover for me some more. You're the best. Paolo and I are going to be up on stage together. Kisses him on the head. Just like, might as well give him a t-shirt that says friend zoned on it. (laughs) Poor Gordo. He's really doing his best. Leaves the room. And then Ethan Craft, the true hero of the series. What a king. What a little king. uh, Comes out and he's like, I see what's going on here. He's like, you very obviously got swerved, uh, and you need to embrace the sting, is is the advice. Yes, but what is the sting? The, the sting is the sting of getting swerved. Oh, I thought you... it was something else. Oh, okay. Well, I think that's where Gordo took it, because like, mm, he's yes, like, yes, you're yes. crazy, Ethan Craft. Now I'm going to go in the other room and just destroy my dick. No! <laughs> he's a baby! Gonna... It's gonna look like a lasagna bolognese down there, and so <laughs> Tony. So <laughs> why well, had I had to think of an Italian dish? No, why did it? I had to think of an Italian it? dish. At least make it fettuccine Alfredo. Oh wait, but that's American. <laughs> so... <clears throat> anyway. So, and the other weird thing that happens here is we do cut back to, um, to California, where Matt, uh, the little brother, is looking at the tabloids online and recognizes his sister. Of course. And he, he, Uh, I mean, he already, you know, uh, got her on Good Morning America, and the little girlfriend, his little pal, is like, yeah, but you got no money from it. That's not going to yeah. get you a PlayStation 2. That's how far Million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? PlayStation 2. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, don't do anything without me next. And right. so they, I, th- I, I don't get that, but okay. Yeah, and they don't really build on it much. I, the one weird thing I noted in this scene is Gordo saw a pop star who looked exactly like his sister and recognized it as his sister because of a locket that she was wearing which means there's a scene where he's on the internet looking at a picture of i'm just gonna be blunt about it his sister's cleavage and going enhance 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 (laughs) i mean they do show that and it's matt not gordo but yes 
Oh, yeah, sorry. That's... No, Gordo, that's what Gordo wishes that he was doing. <laughs> Gordo uses enhance on his own eyes on a daily basis. But the little brother, yeah, I, I, again, I don't understand why he's so, like, it's summertime. Go do something. Go outside. Touch grass. Like, <laughs> don't, don't look at your sister's cleavage. Oh, God. But, yeah, so then he puts together this kind of presentation for his parents about yes. Italian boys and includes some information about Lizzie. And where yeah. she currently is. And her parents are so, their parents are so, like, ditzy and dumb that they kind of take a little while to get there. But eventually they're like, what's going on? And yeah. they uh, discover. Matt has to be like, Mom, Dad, the Italians are very horny people. <laughs> and I guess so and is Lizzie's he. Lizzie's not safe there. And so is he. <sighs> Lizzie's not safe there. And the mom, you know, again, Lizzie's relationship with her mother, I think, was very good in the series. The dad was deliberately, like, kind of slow on the uptake yes. kind of throughout and and was very funny because that in fact like often got caught up in a lot of the shit matt was doing right <laughs> during the series um but yeah they're just both like well i guess we have to go to italy to make sure no one fucks our daughter yeah <laughs> like, that's super weird but you know there they go on their way uh but the dad does discover the lizzie files and yeah. is like, what is this? Are you trying to purposefully embarrass your sister? And he's like, well, this is a 14-hour flight. Let me go into detail. <laughs> so, Very strange. Uh, so then we get the, um, oh, sorry, Ethan Kraft also has a line where he asks uh, Miss Ungermeyer if it's time for the spaghetti, <laughs> and it's 9 a.m. I love him. Haven't you ever eaten leftover spaghetti for breakfast? I, of course I have. What a cool guy. I love Ethan I Kraft. I did. I did like less than a week ago. Like, <laughs> just. Uh, and then Paolo takes Lizzie to get styled. Yeah, because, you know, she's just like an average American girl, but also she's blonde. Just, I love her, t him taking her to the Italians. It was like, is that really Isabella? And Paolo's like, yeah, it's really her. She's just blonde and she's six inches shorter and she's left handed now. Yeah, and she, <laughs> and she so... speaks English. <laughs> What? Only English. Please do not speak to her in Italian. And she speaks perfect English with no accent and nobody notices that. Yeah. Come on. So it's time for a montage. Another mon Lizzie McMontage. <laughs> and so uh they try on a lot of like a lot of like Lady Gaga esque. Yeah. Uh, very structured, like uh, elaborate outfits. Yes, very Lizzie Gaga. Um, Yes, and that, well, they're very nice. Thank you. Um, one funny bit where she goes out and there's a bunch of people uh, clamoring for her autograph and she signs a guy's by. She starts signing a guy's bicep Lizzie and she has to cross it out. <laughs> and then she writes Isabella in like an eighth grader's penmanship. It's very sweet. It's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, but and she gets. But oh, unfortunately, uh, Kate from the, yes. the tour is has a video camera and keeps zooming in and out but can't get the focus in and Gordo notices that he she's zooming in and out on Paolo and Lizzie. Ah! Oh no. And so he uh tries to divert her attention away uh and again fall falls on Lizzie's sword again. <laughs> so he, you know, he busts his ass to distract people from Lizzie uh, again. Lizzie does gets not in deserve trouble. him. She does not. Gets in trouble again. Mm -hmm. um, and what it all comes down to is Kate figures it out anyway. 
I know. Because when Lizzie gets back to the hotel room that night, Kate's like, are you out hanging out with Paolo? <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's 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 really heartbreaking because uh, obviously, you know, Gordo's just trying to have a nice time on his vacation, and he's spending all of this time covering for Lizzie, and she really doesn't seem to care. There are moments where she does feel no. bad, but then Kate even... Uh, like convinces her she's like yeah but you know you get to live this really cool thing like you don't get to do this at home because I make fun of you all the time and you're a loser and Lizzie's like oh yeah you're right yeah what great uh, justification for being an awful friend it's just you know you're god damn it Nadia you're right I just Lizzie's being bad I mean uh, when am I wrong (laughs) when are you wrong that's true you're wrong about Shark Tale anyway so, but she notices something in the tabloid that she picks up the next day, which is not that Paolo and Isabella are going to be presenting an award. They're going to be singing. Oh, no. He's a liar, too? Yeah. At the music award. At the music awards. So that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, they, you know, but Paolo's like, yes, I did not want to tell you, but it's okay because... You're just going to lip sync, so it's going to be okay, and we'll practice it beforehand. And then they flirt uh, and shit, and then we get another montage (laughs) of them running around Rome at night. Yeah, another montage. Again, the travel brochure continues. And and travel brochure, it ends with them watching the fireworks in the the piazza, and Lizzie says, it's so beautiful. And then Paolo says, yes, you are. And I'm like, Italians flirt better than that shit. Yeah. I mean, he's from Miami. Yeah, but, and then Gordo watches the fireworks alone from his balcony, and it's time for Act Three, uh, uh, motherfuckers. Finally, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I I cannot believe where we end up here because we Lizzie <laughs> Lizzie agrees to go along with this ruse, and they. Go- this is when she should have backed out. She should have backed out earlier. Yes, this was the best offer. Um, absolutely, her. because you know to perform in front of the entire country because i'm assuming it's televised is would be the the huge red flag for me i'd be like no i know that you're hot or whatever but no thanks but (laughs) instead she goes to a rehearsal this is where things get very complicated and you have to pay attention so at the rehearsal they have their song and it's a ballad uh she comes in first and then paolo comes in and he's like, oh, you know, it would look better. I know that you're lip syncing because you are you don't have Isabella's voice. But it would look better if you actually sang out loud. Sang, sang along to the track, yeah. And we just, your mic won't be on. Yeah. It's fine. It's going to be, it's it'll fine. be fine. It'll, don't worry it'll about look it. more believable. Which in some aspects, like, yes, that is true. You can tell, like, certain Panic at the Disco yeah. music videos. It's like, Brendan, you should have <laughs> sang. But, but, but in this case, it, that seemed a little suspicious. Yes, it does. Also, the lyric, I could almost kiss the stars for shining so bright, if you hear it five times in a row, really does sound idiotic. (laughs) You wouldn't melt before you got there. (laughs) So... (laughs) So they they do, like, the rehearsal... 
and there's a dance they bring the dancers out and they practice the dance moves so like you can't lip sync dancing no uh, she's but doing thankfully she's i doing guess great. she just has that ability inherently well yeah i mean she does um, it in her bedroom alone oh that's true that's true you're right how they very dare you that. forget this meanwhile at the hotel uh Gordo is still doing the cover story where he's like, oh, Lizzie's sick in bed. She can't come out with us again. And Miss Ungermeyer's like, yeah, I got to go check on something in her room or whatever. And Gordo keeps trying to distract her. And then um, he finally, look, I'm just going to say it. He makes the ultimate sacrifice yeah, uh, to save Lizzie. And listeners, what if I told you <laughs> about another Jewish man who made the <laughs> ultimate sacrifice <laughs> to save us all? I'm quitting. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote that in my notes, and I'm like, Nadia's going to love this. (laughs) Uh, But basically, he says, no, it was me. I was keeping up the ruse all the time because I wanted to go on adventures. And then Miss Ungerman is like, fine, we're flying you home. We're flying you home, Gordo. He would Uh, have to fly home alone. He's underage. It happens, man. Oh, yeah. And so Gordo, like, gets to uh, Da Vinci Airport, and (laughs) he's about to board the plane. But then he doesn't board the plane. Because guess who he sees? That's right, it's Giuseppe from the Great British Bake Off. (laughs) And so... (laughs) No, um, he sees motherfucking Isabella. Oh my god, so she... So Paolo said in his sob story, that she had no idea what was going on. She didn't know about getting sued if she didn't perform, blah, 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 because she left. She went to some island to forget about the drama. But she found out about the drama and saw her face on a blonde girl in Italy. Right. And she wasn't right. there. So she flew back. <laughs> Very disturbing. Very disturbing. So she flew, she flew back. She's surrounded by security. Gordo sees her. He does not get on the plane. And he runs right. instead to go save Lizzie through Isabella and, you know, clamors through the security, eventually goes under their feet and is like, hello, I know who that is. That's my friend, Lizzie McGuire. And so she takes Gordo under her wing and they form their own plan. Their own alliance. She's like, what? and this is honestly, this is the first time in the movie I was like, well, this seems a little far fetched. <laughs> Hillary Duff playing an Italian. Uh, <laughs> the first like, time. What are you? What? Well, what'd you say? The first time in the whole movie. Meanwhile, yeah, first I'm time in the whole dying. movie. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just like, oh, why is on my face on this a blonde girl? <laughs> uh, you know that sort of thing. Um, anyways, we get to the red carpet. It's it's awards night. We're just moving along here. It's awards night. Um, red carpet montage. They get backstage. Uh, Paolo kisses Lizzie on the cheek and is like, we are going to make uh, the beautiful music together or whatever. Oh, and, and then <gasps> fucking Isabella and Gordo show up backstage. Okay. They're like, this is when it gets crazy because they tell her the actual truth. Yes. Yes. And and they tell her the actual truth. So again, let's, let's establish what's going on here. So Paolo kisses Lizzie on the cheek yes. and he says, your eyes, they shine like the sun or whatever. Right. And... Um, and then he goes to the other side of the stage because that's where his entrance is. Lizzie's backstage about to enter. Gordo and Isabella come in. Isabella and Lizzie in the same shot. The 11-year-olds in the audience are like, what the fuck is going on? How did they do this? How did they fucking do Movie this? Movie magic, baby. Well, Gordo yeah. and uh, Isabella are like, Paolo's a liar. 
you're being you're being set up. You're being cajoled, and so she tells him. She tells Lizzie the actual truth, which is. Paolo is the one who is untalented. Mm. Paolo is the one who has to lip sync. But by having Lizzie sing with her mic on, he's going to cut the track on her mic. And it's going to be Lizzie singing not well, not like Isabella, so that it humiliates Isabella. Again, very confusing. Right. To, to hu- Basically, it's a reversal of what you thought the story was. So exactly. he's going to humiliate Lizzie McGuire on stage for purposes of um, justifying his break with Isabella and boosting his own music career and ruining Isabella's as revenge because he uh, is trying to spite her because she's more talented. Right. She was is. the one who wanted to leave the group, not him originally. She wanted to go out on her own, make more Because she's the real talent. Exactly. Because she's the real talent. But guess the so- fuck what? And Lizzie's like, I don't know, guys. I mean, I think he loves me. Oh, my God. And then this is where I, the only part of the movie where I agreed with the script was when Isabella said, would you really trust a person you just met or your friend Gordo, who you've known your whole life? And then Lizzie was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. So then, so then Gordo's like, okay, so. We're gonna do our plan now, right? Right. And, and and they, and so the plan is basically the same thing that happens at the end of Freaky Friday, a movie that came out in the same year, uh, <laughs> which is, um, they're going to patch in Isabella's voice, um, uh, from backstage, right? Uh, and they're going to fuck over Paolo. <laughs> well, yeah. What a little dick. Yeah, and so um, for some reason, um. Lizzie's entire junior high graduating class uh, is also there. (laughs) Um, And her parents and her brother are there. Every single person she knows in her life is there to watch this happen, except Miranda Sanchez. And they... Well, she's in Mexico City. She's she's with her family. Um, And so they they, uh, go out onto the stage... And then they, they cut Paolo's mic, and then everybody learns, oh, shit, Paolo can't sing. Oh, shit. And then Isabella comes out on stage. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, my oh, God. Shit. There's two of them. And so there's an Isabella-Lizzie duet instead. Oh, yes. my goodness. The, and then, But you know what? Uh, Isabella, she wants Lizzie to have her moment for some reason. And, so what the fuck is this? And leaves the <laughs> stage. And then also, why is Gordo Manning the... The, the, soundboard. the soundboard in the back. What? He's he's fourteen years old. He's fourteen years old. He's non-union, <laughs> and like, <laughs> just like so. So now it's just Lizzie McGuire. Who, first of all, like, I, I know it's like, Paolo can't sing. Oh, and it turns out Lizzie McGuire can't. And they put so much fucking pitch correction on her. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the, but the, the, it's just like, we just get this extended, and I mean long-ass musical number. Um, so, I, I gotta be honest with you, I fast-forwarded it. Yeah, which is what you should do when watching this movie. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I guess you know the entire song and the dance moves, and you can sing it perfectly the whole time. <laughs> like... So, first of all, if that was the case, Paolo's plan wasn't going to work anyway. Exactly. Exactly. She, I mean, uh, uh, Hilary Duff um, is a fine singer. She's, you right, know, she's, I mean, she made a career out of it, you know. Yeah, I mean, So Yesterday, Come Clean, great songs. One of them is yeah. in this soundtrack, actually. And uh, I think it was Come <laughs> So Yesterday. No, it was, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that Hilary Duff, was not a great singer, but she there, that was around when auto tune was a thing. So right. like they pulled this off, 
but it's not great. It sounds like a song by someone who came through the Disney machine yes. in the early 2000s. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what it exactly. sounds like. And this was like the, uh, the pre, this was the, what was it? Prototype. Yes. This is the prototype the, of everything that came after it. This was the, and this is, I mean, this is the plot of Hannah Montana, right? right. It's like, oh, there's this mild-mannered girl, and also there's this pop star who looks the same, and one of them's brunette, and one of them's a blonde. Right. Like, Right. This this was laying down the track for that too. Yeah. Like and so um so they, you know, they they have kind of this, I guess, junior high girl wish fulfillment of you get to be a pop star on the Colise- in the Coliseum in front of thousands and thousands of people and yeah. sing this song that I guess everyone likes. Um I, I have a, is... I take issue with that as a um a concerned citizen of America. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I recently experienced a, a tiny child uh, expressing their desire to be a YouTuber for their career. And oh, I guess, yeah, and I guess back then this was the equivalent of that, of like, I wanted to be a yeah. pop star kind of thing. And it right. just, it worries me because I know what, where, what, where it's going. Where it's, I know where it's going and it's not great. <laughs> it's, uh. it's fine. But like, uh. I don't know. It made me. It made me think about fame, and I mean, we could study Lady Gaga's career because she made a whole, you know, she statement. She did a whole thing. She made, now made a whole she, statement about she's fame. Doing, now she's doing House of Gucci. Yeah, but um, I don't know. She's it got, makes me worried yeah. about the children. Is all I'm saying. You know, you've brought up a lot of good points, um, <laughs> and I really came into this being like, I got that joke about Gordo's dick looking like a lasagna. <laughs> And I feel like you kind of thought through this one a little bit more than I did. You know, I, I think it's because I, all of this is very near and dear to my heart. Like, I love pop music. Yeah. Obviously, I love Hilary yeah. Duff. I loved the show growing up. And mm-hmm. just, like, I, I, I feel like I can't enjoy certain things that are meant to be just frivolous and fun anymore because I know how I was affected by it. So, like, oh, yeah. with this particular one, I'm just like, okay, so, like, your focus is getting a boyfriend and being a pop star. Like what kind and of being famous, what kind of yeah. a message is that for especially that is, that is uh you know it's a nationwide theatrical release. Like at least the Spice Girls movie was about friendship. You know what I mean? Yes, that's true. Okay, so now I just I feel like everything's gone very dark. I know, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm so but, sorry. No, it's okay. Some bright moments uh Kate and Ethan reconcile, which is great. I was rooting for yeah. them. And she um, eats carbs again. She eats carbs again. I think that's great. Um, Matt, the younger brother, like, is really just staring dumbfounded at Isabella in the hotel at one point. And you can oh. tell in his head. He's like, have I found the loophole? <laughs> and then uh, he also has the file of uh, all the, emb- like, the embarrassing video of Lizzie and the hotel concierge, the bumbling hotel concierge who has, like, gotten everything wrong in the movie up to this point is, like, as a former commander in the Italian Navy, I am commandeering this table. I'm you like, yeah, this is why you guys don't fucking win any wars. You sounded like Nandor. <laughs> the Navy. Guillermo, the throne is a very big chair, and I wish to sit in it. Um, That's so good. I, you, I, so, I'm just so obsessed with the Italian not being able to do that accent just then. That was amazing. Just, uh, anyways, so 
Lizzie and Gordo have one last sneak away for old time's sake. And then they like talk for 30 seconds and then she kisses him on the mouth. Wow. And then he says, thank you. And then she says, you're welcome. And then she goes inside and that's the end. And Gordo, was it worth it? Wow. Gordo, you deserve so much better. I hope that he gets new friends in high school. (laughs) I hope he gets back into Dwarf Lord and, uh... (laughs) Just makes friends doing that. Yeah, he sh- Lizzie's not great. I also this is the end of the whole series, right? This is the series of the finale. Yes. Okay. Yes, this was the finale. So, um, the the finale of the series was um like the yearbook episode, I think, and it does end with her like kissing Gordo on the cheek. Mm. And so I think this is like a continuation of this is like this is fan service at this. Point, yeah. I right. Think. This is like it, if Ao three yeah. had a budget. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, I do not search Lizzie McGuire on AO3, no, 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 folks, no, no, let me no, tell no, you no. that. Don't do it. Um, well, uh, okay, so, you know, I went in thinking that movie was okay. You've got me thinking it's actually kind of toxic and terrible. <laughs> but I have I have good news, uh, Nadia, and I uh, am bringing back our favorite segment of the show, where we uh, look at the careers of people after these movies uh, in a segment we call Good For Them. Yeah, I love this segment uh and today is good for them is of course on the one and only la lane vergara paras oh she's a vergara um, that's my that's my family's name maybe we're related. oh so you, maybe you're related mm. so you know like i said she wasn't in the last few episodes of the show and she wasn't in the movie because disney basically moved her to other stuff and didn't consider it important enough to keep her on lizzie mcguire which is pretty fucked don't like that boo hiss then things got worse uh, in 2007, uh, LaLanne was arrested <gasps> for felony possession of meth. What? Um, yeah, and then she missed her hearing, which you really don't want to do. Um, oh my now, the good God. news is she went into rehab and completed rehab, oh, and when she completed rehab, she, uh, had the charge, uh, expunged from her record, so that's very good. Yes. Um, and then the other good news is in 2015, she sat down for an interview with, um, the Huffington Post, uh, where uh, she said, uh, right now, you know, she is just more on the relaxed side of things. She has a job to pay the bills, and she's been doing random little projects uh, for acting and music. Uh, my life used to consist of craziness and nonstop everything. When I was a kid, um, I didn't really know what a kid's life was. It was just go, go, go. Now it's just a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. And then when asked about, you know, how she felt about Lizzie McGuire, uh, she was like, If I think about it, which I do every now and then, you know, a nice, humble smile comes across my face. I was lucky enough to be a part of something that touched a lot of kids and teens that were going through their lives and their awkward stages and felt a little better doing it with us. The fact that I was help for a good amount of girls, that means something. Uh, It's a lot of responsibility. I may have effed that responsibility up a bit when I went through my dark days, but for the ones that haven't totally abandoned me, I appreciate that uh, a whole lot. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah, it seems like she's got a really healthy perspective yeah. on things. And then, you know, she, she talked a little bit about the, the Disney bullshit. And, um, you know, she was um, she was doing the Radio Disney tour. She was in a movie, I think it was a Disney Channel original movie, called You Wish. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that was, like, shooting in New Zealand at the same time this movie was shooting. So basically, like, she was in that and not this. And she said, I'm sure it made no sense to a good amount of people that I wasn't in the movie. In spirit, I think Miranda was there no matter what. Uh, If I'm in their minds while they were watching it, Miranda was a part of it. uh, So, 
you know, for, for getting a kind of a healthier perspective on life, for getting clean in your later life as well, uh, LaLaine, good for you. Okay, uh, let me just hop in really quick. But this, this yeah. is what I'm talking about with the whole, like, oh, I really want to be famous type of deal. Yeah. It, it, it's not always glamorous. Maybe you fucking don't, man. Maybe you don't need to. You don't need to be famous. I think you know if you really like the art of you know performance. That that's one thing. But like, you never know, man. You never know, dude. There's a lot of factors. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. When a child says, "I want to be a YouTuber," I think that's when you need to intervene. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, now there was talk about doing a Lizzie McGuire. Um, reunion for disney plus it's all like falling apart now because basically i think the writer doesn't want to do it no okay so um, i know the i know the tea so what happened oh, okay. what happened was they got lizzie they got gordo they started uh-huh. to shoot they already like they had a, a photo oh, really? yeah they had a photo of hillary duff looking amazing in a 90s inspired outfit with gordo uh who looks you know they look older they look very put together and they were just like hanging out and uh, what happened was is that uh, Hilary Duff, the actress, wanted things to be very real and very like, okay, I'm 30 years old. I gotta yeah. cover topics that happen when you're when you're in your 30s. But Disney Plus wanted to keep it very G-rated. So the whole mm-hmm. idea is that she still would have the internal monologue and it would be her inner child and it would still be the teenage version of her. But as an adult, you know, she does things a little bit differently. And I'm thinking maybe she wanted to feature some fucking. And Disney was like, no. Uh, maybe. Or, like, I mean, even if it's just like, hey, uh, can we do an episode where my basement floods and I have to... <laughs> to take out the poop water because I'm the dad? I, I have to rip out all the drywall. And they're like, well, that really doesn't seem like something kids would enjoy, Hillary. <laughs> yeah, but... so so uh, the, the writer and Hillary were working together on... I think they shot... I don't know if they shot the pilot or part part of it, but they were in production and then it shut down because Disney just wouldn't allow them to tell the mm. story that they wanted to. So they're like, well, then we're not going to tell the story at all, which yeah. I think good you know, for them. And you know what? Good for them. Integrity. Yeah. Why, why do we got to reboot all this stupid, dumb bullshit? Why does everything have to be a fucking reboot? Hey, stay tuned for next week's episode, folks. <laughs> uh, in the meantime... <laughs> In the meantime, Nadia, uh, do our friends at uh, commonsensemedia.org have anything to say about this movie? I found some really great reviews. Lots and lots of people loved this movie. Uh, A lot of people didn't. So it was very, uh, very extreme. Nobody was right down the middle. I found uh, one review that was labeled as a parent review, but was probably written by a child or or (laughs) me when I was 13. Uh, It says, isn't this a great example of a corporate takeover? I dislike this show, so I dislike the movie and the star of the movie. You know, the poser Hillary Duff. The movie wasn't oh original. It put me to sleep, and I will never watch it again. The, the drama. The drama. <laughs> what? It's just like, there's clearly stuff that's happened that I have no awareness of. You know, I think um, around that time, I do remember a subset of girls at in school who were like very anti-Hillary Duff for different reasons than me, but more that she was like pretending to be a singer when she really wasn't. It was, uh, J-Lo mm-hmm. kind of got the same kind of flack where it's like, okay. you're an actress. Why are you trying to sing kind of vibe? So I think yeah, sure, sure. that's the vibe. Uh, I did find a 12-year-old review. Uh, they gave it one star. It's They say, girly girl Lizzie shoots and she misses. 
every time this movie comes on Disney Channel, I go, oh, not again. This movie stinks. This movie is really boring. And Lizzie is way too much of a girly girl who goes head over heels for a rich, famous person from Rome. It's like her trying mm-hmm. to shoot a winning goal at a soccer game. She shoots for the best, but misses by miles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be 12 and to feel so many feelings. The 12-year-old being like, time to get the metaphor machine up and running. <laughs> okay, my last review was from a 17-year-old. I didn't expect someone kind of on the older side of the kid reviews. <clears throat> Pardon. Two stars. The movie will ruin the show. It was totally unrealistic, and it wasn't that great. I didn't like the fact that it wasn't very true to life like the show. It's supposed to be. If you like things about the show, for example, the brother or the mom, there are some aspects in the movie, and you will enjoy it. But if you're looking for something a bit more exciting and funny, you don't need to watch this. Which I don't disagree with. Yeah. 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 So I think we we, we got some finally some good Common Sense Media reviews. I can't believe I came into this with a generally positive... (laughs) view of this movie and you were the one that brought me i'm down. so sorry i just that's okay this is this is a dangerous right. movie <laughs> it's it's toxic it's toxic you're right i don't think i don't think meatball's gonna watch this one. yeah i think it shows uh, friendship in a really shitty way i think they needed Lelaine to keep lizzie yeah Lelaine would have kept uh Miranda, her character, would have been like, Gordo, we don't have to do this. We need to enjoy our time. Like, there could have been something yes. there. I think Gordo needed that because he was just simping along the whole time. And then he gets a kiss out of it, so he still gets rewarded for it. And I don't like that. Yeah, it's a fucked up, man. I don't like it's it. I don't up. like it, buddy. It's a, it's a bad message for young women. And you know what? Bad message for young little simps everywhere, oh, too. So. Don't watch Hitch. <laughs> yeah, um okay well i'm sorry that gosh, i i, br- I brought down the vibe but listen i just i just i have so much to think about yeah now. we have a lot to think about and you know just watch other hillary duff projects younger is really good is younger good I, i've heard it's all right I, yeah. I love it i loved it it's um the cast is really good and sutton foster just uh, such a delight yeah yeah um well that's awesome so check that out instead <laughs> um in the meantime folks we got one episode left <gasps> It's going to be the Christmas episode. A banger of an episode. Uh, a banger of an episode. Um, we are so excited to see you then. But for now, you can support the show at co-fi.com slash probably show. Links in the show notes. And hey, uh, shouts out uh, Greg Engel, uh, donor on the Ko-Fi page. Yay, really appreciate thanks, it. Greg. Um, thank you for uh, supporting the show. We love we love everyone who has done it. Um I can't believe people actually gave us money. It was very nice of you to do yes, that. Yes, thank you. Um, and we get to pay for we get to pay for these movies if you can believe it. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the meantime, uh, probably should on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, wait, how do you say bye in Italian? Ciao. Uh, arrivederci. 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 Or ciao. Ciao is good too. Ciao.